It's where North Georgia comes to talk. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. It is the Martha Zoller Show. Rod Huey's here with me today. And joining me right now is Will Schofield. He's a superintendent of Hall County Schools. Will, I did not know you were the longest serving superintendent in Georgia. And yesterday you had a column about prioritizing emotional health and how we need to approach security and it really is a very timely article considering what we all went through yesterday and um what is happening in our schools today thank you so much for being with me today well good morning martha good morning rod i think you just called me an old dude no 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 (laughs) she did she did you are not oh thank you rod that's what i heard heard. (laughs) so look i mean you are a visionary you have are a big idea person and you always look three steps ahead that's that's what i have always loved about you and what you've been able to accomplish at hall county schools but let's talk a little bit about because everybody's thinking even more this morning about security than they were yesterday or when the column came out and you're saying we need to approach this in i don't want to put words in your mouth a more holistic way that it shouldn't just be a hammer on a gnat we've got to take a look at how we approach this totally well and and martha first of all i don't I don't know that I'm three steps ahead. I think sometimes I'm three steps behind, and I tend to think uh, very simply. I think it was Colin Powell who said one of the greatest gifts of leadership is is to oversimplify. Um, metal detectors, uh, additional cameras, uh, razor wire. Uh, I, I just am convinced that uh, while those things might make us feel a little better, at the end of the day, it's that that is not what is going to keep us safe and not what's going to change the trajectory that we're on. By the same token, as much as I believe that all of these horrific events that that we are experiencing, and let's just be real honest, this this is not a school event. This is a theater event. This, as we saw yesterday, is a hospital event. It's a public places event. Um, These all have uh, emotional bases to them, and what you have is is people that are tremendously dysregulated and don't know how to deal with their feelings uh, that that are letting them spill out in in incredibly terrible and horrific ways. So, so one of the, one of the things that we've done is yes, we, we want our families and our community to feel like we've got locked doors and that we've got cameras and that we've got processes in place. Um, But, but if we're just going to be real honest with each other, an individual who knows a facility and wants to get in it and do some harm is probably going to be able to get into that facility. Uh, please don't hear me saying we shouldn't try to keep our facilities uh, hard targets and keep them locked. Of course we should. But when we look at what we know about the last five to ten years and these terrible events that have happened, the common denominator is not how many armed guards were, were around and it's not how locked the doors were or how many cameras we had it's that the individuals who committed these events uh over 70 percent of them had diagnosable uh mental mental illness uh situations and they weren't receiving treatment and i would suggest that a hundred percent of them had tremendous emotional issues going on that that just were not they were not being uh they were not being supported in ways that might have changed the outcome so so in our school district, we have doubled down over the last few years. Um, 
by the way, there's as much as I wish we could have 10 million more mental health therapists, that's not going to happen. We don't have the appetite for the budget. Uh, we don't have the people if we wanted them. There are skills we can teach people. And when I say skills, I'm not talking therapy. These are skills I wish somebody would have taught me when I was 12, 13 years old because it would have changed my friendships. It would have changed my marriage. It would have changed the way I parented. But we are just very intentionally trying to teach young people these skills, uh, which basically are a better way to handle the challenges that come along in life. And we somehow have to help our entire culture get out of this black and white thinking that you're good or you're bad, that you're right or you're wrong, that you're blue or you're red. And and we are seeing some tremendous, tremendous results with our young people in the Hall County School District teaching them these uh, dialectical skills. And just what's an example or two of those, just so that we know what you're talking about? Well, let's let's just jump to an extreme. Uh, how many counselors uh, at our schools have I heard students uh, come into their office and say, uh, I want to die uh, and I want to live. I just want the pain to stop. Uh, it it doesn't have to be one or the other. And what we're what we're really trying to do is is teach people that and this is what dialectics is, that two seemingly opposite things can both be true at the same time. You, Martha, can believe one thing about the border. I can believe another about the border. And rather than than you saying, Will, you're an idiot, and me saying, Martha, you just don't get it, perhaps there's an opportunity for us to say, you know, something that you believe makes a lot of sense. But you know what? Something that I believe probably makes a lot of sense, too. And so so what we're really trying to help kids do is, is to be able to look at the situations in their life uh, not as not as black and white, not as good and bad, but but accepting the reality of what's in front of you, and realizing that you have control to make some decisions to change your trajectory, to change your future, um, and that and that you're not a victim of circumstances. It sounds a little bit like critical thinking. It sounds a little bit about, and I agree with you 100% that that because of a lot of the changes that have happened in schools, and we're all aware of them, families have changed, uh, how people get back and forth to school have changed. Lord knows, social media has changed schools. All kinds of things have happened. And schools are a reflection of the families that send their children there, right? I mean, it's it's all of that. But you can still teach these core things, how to deal with problems, how to negotiate with problems, how to use to use your term dialectics, where you can look at things in different ways. And I, I applaud you, Will, because, yes, you've got to have the security features. But if you don't deal with the core problems, uh, you're never all the security in the world is not going to help. You know, Will, I was thinking about what you were saying. And I thought about the next step of that, the next level of that. You're teaching the children, or you're trying to teach the children in the time that you have with them these these skills. And imagine this if those skills somehow get back to the home. <laughs> Rod, Rod, you are you've been you've been reading our mail because uh two years ago we uh we provided these skills and this training to about four hundred students. This year, it's going to be about 1,100 students, and although the, the quantitative data from pre- and post-test is extremely positive, what excites me is, is boys and girls that have, it's for middle and high schoolers right now, that have been through these sessions, they will say things like, man, this has just changed my life, but I wish somebody could come to my house and yeah. teach this 
uh, to my family. My family needs these skills. Um, our teachers, and again, we, we're talking about students today, but can we just be honest and say this is this is across all age levels? Absolutely. At one of our high schools that has about 90 teachers, 31 of the teachers came to the counseling department, um, and they said, we see the difference these skills are making in our students' lives. Why can't we have these lessons for the adults, for the teachers? And that was 31 that said out of 90, we would like to learn these skills because we know it would make us better teachers, better husbands, better wives, better mothers and fathers. Um, and, and again, uh, we, we just, the, the whole idea of scaling mental health therapy, it's just not going to be a reality. I mean, we could use 10 more million mental health therapists in this country. We don't have the training. We don't have the people interested and we don't have the funds, but we can be teaching these fairly elemental skills uh, and in my case, I, I just am committed that we're going to find a way to teach these to young people uh, because it's, it's just been life changing for a lot of these youngsters. And, you know, it's it is learning basic lessons. Right. Well, um, my sister was a longtime middle school teacher in South Carolina and um, her first school was in Greene County. And she was one. It was in 1968. And it was she was one of two white teachers in an all-black school, okay? Right. And Mr. Breeding went on to be the first black uh, person to be to work in the Georgia Department of Education and went very high up in the Georgia Department of Education because of a program that he put in place for those children who everybody said this particular school system Everybody said these kids were going to fail. Everybody said these kids couldn't do anything. And this teacher, this mentor, this motivator, this principal had this, uh, it was, it was, uh, we might call it character education today, but it really sounds a lot like what you're teaching is that where he would have in those days, it was easels. You know, he had easels with a word of the day, with a lesson, and he'd walk through the school and he'd encourage it. And the teachers taught it and the kids taught it and these kids did better than anybody's kids not not just better than black kids at the time but better than anybody's kids and they were able to expand it out for a period of time and and it was it was really a a thing that changed her life as a teacher uh in her and it was her her first teaching job you know so it was such a great stroke of luck that she got the job at that school it just happened to be close enough to where she and her husband were living and it was a great opportunity but he went on and years later i crossed paths with him was able to talk to him about that because me as a as a 10 or 11 year old kid because my sister was a lot older i visited her at that school and i remember seeing those easels and how it changed her life wow and and my guess is, Martha, that it was fairly straightforward, that there was a lot of common sense involved. Yes. And, and it was something that people could get their arms around and say, you know what, that is a different way uh, of looking at it. But we you know, can't Rod- lose track. We always have to relearn. And even though your your field of expertise always loves the new ideas and you need the new ideas, but the new ideas need to be foundationally supported by the common sense. Well, and wasn't it wasn't it uh, wasn't it Edison who said there's no such thing as a new idea? We're all in the business of taking something that's been discovered before and kind of repackaging and just making it appropriate for the for the daily times. 
you know, just in the last uh, couple of weeks, we had a school nurse that was that was chuckling. She said a young lady at the high school level came into her office who's uh, who's a frequent flyer because she, she's gotten into a fight or two in the past. But she has she's recently had this training and she came in and she asked for a bag of ice because one of the things you can do when you're feeling dysregulated and you're about to lose it is you can lash out at somebody and you can do tit for tat with them. But one of the things we've been teaching kids is you can use your five senses uh, to calm yourself down, to get back into your prefrontal cortex and to think this thing out. So the young lady comes into the nurse's office and she said, can I get a bag of ice? And she said, did you hurt yourself? She said, no, I just I just need to get back in my rational mind, she said, because I'm about to lose it. And so the young lady puts the ice on her head. She sits in there for about two, three minutes, and the nurse says, would you like to see a counselor? She said, no, I'm good now. I'm going to go back. And before she left, she turned around and said, I'll tell you what, those other girls better be glad I had those classes or we'd have had a fight this morning. So, wow. so, so, so again, it's, it's just a realization that, that we have a lot more options at our disposal than we think we do. Um, you know, sometimes I think in this world that we're living in where, where everything seems so so overwhelmingly contentious that our kids and and our adults just need to remember that there are better ways and uh, and we're going to keep trying to figure that out. So with, two with your county school district. Two questions: Does a child need yes, to ma'am. exhibit exhibit some sort of behavior to be able to get into this program? Absolutely not, and that's and that's one of the other things. I mean, there's also and it's unfortunate, but somebody suffering from clinical depression. Um, Somehow there's still a, a significant group of people that think that that's a stigma, that there's something wrong with that. Now, if I had type 2 diabetes, you, you wouldn't think anything of me getting some help. But if I have depression, there's still a piece of our culture that thinks, well, that's a sign of weakness. You're, you're somehow broken. We've, we've got to get over that. And what we have found with these uh, skills groups is that everything from our high-flying kids that are going to go off to Georgia Tech or Duke next year, from students who are in a foster placement and dealing with their fourth or fifth home in the last three months, they equally are able to say, wow, this is, this is, this is changing my outlook and how I move forward. Um, I mean, if we're real honest, every one of us at some point, usually on a fairly regular basis, is, is challenged by our thinking. Mm-hmm. And if we can get in the habit of examining that thinking and trying to do it in a better way, uh, we, we can have better outcomes for all kids. So, And, Will, I, th- I look forward to this being expanded and, and that you be able to do what you need to do with this. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Oh, thank you all for what you do. Appreciate thank you. To hear the full versions of last week's Martha Zoller shows, go to the podcast page at accesswdun.com and you can follow me on social media at Martha Zoller.